There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Yes, yes. Welcome into another edition of the Tim McCurden Show on the Inside STL Podcast Network from the HomeLoanExpert.com studios. It is week two of the critically acclaimed Pick 6 podcast with me, Tim McKernan, and my co-hosts in studio, the HomeLoanExpert.com studios. Uh, it's G-Unit. Hello, G-Unit. G-Unit in the house. G-Unit is in the house. And producer Joe, you are on the phone lines presented by Mark Hanna of Evergreen Wealth Strategies online at evergreenstl.com. Hello, Producer Joe. Hello. Uh, Joe, uh, G-Unit had a bad week to start. We both (laughs) had good weeks to start. And uh, we'll take a look at the numbers here as we are through one week of pick six. And the audience response to this was very positive. So I have to credit Gangster Pete on that, where we don't just all pick a game mutually. We pick our own games, minus the Missouri game, which we all will pick. And then do have a lock. Uh, Joe, you went uh, five and one, losing your lock. I went four and one. My lock didn't play. It was rained out. It was Nebraska minus 26. And G Unit, uh, one and five. And producer Joe, G Unit would like to have a moment to explain his performance. Uh, G Unit, the floor is uh, yours. <laughs> well, Joe, the issue here, I, I'm not in the business of making excuses. I. It, this was a tough week. Week one is always tough. But let me make a few excuses about, mm. about these games. Absolutely. So, Mizzou, I did not cover that game. Final score was... 51-14, Missouri was minus 35. You barely missed it. Barely missed you it. You took Tennessee Mark. I did take the loser. But I believe the score that I called was 51-17. That's pretty damn close to 51-14. Game was played the exact same way. My problem was I predicted that 75-yard bust-out run at the end to cover didn't happen so joe would you like to give him the win because it was close oh no i mean it, it, <laughs> he, boy he handicapped it just about right but unfortunately it's that just about portion that gets him um i mean i i can make excuses for the one game i lost are you going to make excuses for all five that you lost oh producer joe is coming at g unit now we got another situation I mean, that's <laughs> wow. a, that is unfortunate Wow, that's happening quick, Joe. That's yeah, it's happening week two. Quick. Over under was week four, and it's already happening. So you're talking about Burnley. We can get to Burnley here in a little bit. <laughs> let, let me just wrap this up. Even... Here, here we go. You're going to get him going. Well, it's going to be very banty. Here's what I'll say. I'm not going to have an excuse on all of them. The Middle Tennessee State, bad bet. Uh, they lost 35-7 to Vanderbilt. You were getting three points. <laughs> yeah, bad bet. You were on Auburn-Washington over. That was 48-and-a-half. The total wound up being 37. That one should have been a winner. And I'll tell you, I mean, we were on pace at halftime, right? What do we have? Uh, gangster 15-13 at, at half. Um, and then Washington just stopped. They stalled out. They were in, inside the 15-yard line. Six times. Really? And got one touchdown out of it. Uh, if they played again, I'd expect Washington to win. But, yeah, that, that, was, just a, that was just a freak it, second half. I, I, that one is tough. And, and, and over the weekend there were two different instances where I was wondering if, if mulligans can be played. That one, Washington doesn't even travel their starting left tackle. And when we recorded that on Thursday, 
you know, we had no idea about who was and who wasn't going to be healthy to play. So that, that one is a tough one for you. And then secondarily, Tim's lock, you know, that, that, that gets washed out on Saturday night. And then I thought they were going to play at 1030 on Sunday, and then that doesn't happen because Akron decided to depart town. But those are two that, that are hard if we're going to record on Thursday that you just don't know about. Yeah, the weather situation. We're always at, uh, at the mercy there. Then you also had the uh, over on Wisconsin, uh, which uh, was 52-and-a-half, and they scored 37 total. The one that you did hit, G-Unit, was uh, Maryland <laughs> getting 13-and-a-half. It was a nice play. They won straight up. And then the lock, uh, you had Troy. Your reasoning was the media tends to be higher on Boise State than they deserve, and Troy lost 56-20. to 20. You were getting 10 points. Terrible bet. No excuse on that one. All right, fair enough. Producer Joe, uh, you were perfect heading into your lock with taking Missouri, with yeah. taking Auburn, with taking the Fighting Irish, with taking Roll Todd, and with taking uh, the over on Alabama. And, and really, all of those... Uh, minus the Alabama over were, were, you know, were not backdoors. Alabama over backdoored right at the end. And then you're looking great on your over for Manchester yeah. United in something called Burnley. As I understand it was 2 nothing at the half. I wasn't monitoring this, but it became a topic on the TMA fan page as somebody started a thread saying, Producer Joe lost his lock, and they were laughing. And then somebody pointed out, well, he won his other five games. So, you know, it's, that's, not a bad, uh, that's not a bad rate of return. No, and, and here's where the biggest problem was: is Paul Pogba missed a penalty when it was two nothing to put them up three nothing. Well, Paul Pogba, um, <laughs> yeah, Paul pa- and a terrible penalty at that. Um, that he missed that, and so I'm sitting uh, in my hotel room in Denver and getting ready to really start peacocking around for people who had no idea what I would have been peacocking around about. Uh, he misses the penalty, then Marcus Rashford gets sent off, and then United has to go kind of go back into a shell. And just hold on to the two nothing lead. So, it uh, yeah, that was a that was a, a tough one uh, to lose when it could have been an undefeated week. So five and one still is a damn good performance. There won't be a lot of five and ones. I mean, it'd be great if we do have five and ones, but that that's not common. Uh, and I I'll tell you this: the one that I uh, that I loved was Nebraska. That was my lock. And then I saw the forecast. I happened to see G Unit. He was in my parents' neighborhood where I was on Saturday night. And before that game kicked off, G. Unit came running out, and he goes, God, you're killing it. I'm getting killed. And he goes, I love your Nebraska play. And I said, I was just looking at the forecast. It's going to be pouring in Lincoln, and the number's down to 21. And I took it at minus 26 on our picks. And I was thinking, if that game plays, they're not going to cover it just because it's going to be such brutal conditions. So I might have dodged a bullet based on the weather. Now, if they play in normal conditions, I think, obviously, I think Nebraska wins. But uh, So I dodged that one, one on Missouri, one on Virginia Tech, one on Kent State, one on the over on Rice. And so all of those were non-sweat plays um, that covered comfortably. But here's the thing. The reason I took Virginia Tech is because I thought it was a neutral site game, and I was wrong on that. Uh, It wound up working out. And the reason I took Tennessee, which I lost, my one loss last week, was I thought the game was in Knoxville, and it wasn't. If I, thought, if I knew that game, and it's on me, I mean, who, who the fuck else do you blame but yourself? But uh, I thought that game was in Knoxville, which is why I took Tennessee plus 10, and then I see the game, and I'm like, oh, that's it was like in Charlotte or something? Um, yeah, it was, uh, yeah. Yeah, I never take Tennessee on a neutral side game in that situation, so that's just stupid. Uh, but I, I, I balanced out by getting lucky when I thought the game was at a neutral site for Virginia Tech, and that was actually in Tallahassee. So that's two absolute misses. I don't think we deal with many neutral site games this week. Producer Joe, you have the lead. You are five and one. I am four and one with my lock being nullified by the 
cancellation of the Nebraska Akron game. And G Unit is at one and five and already has a lot of work to make up. We all will pick the Missouri Wyoming game. The number is Missouri minus 18 and a half. And then producer Joe as the leader in the clubhouse, you can make your four picks and then we will go to our locks after we all are done with our four other picks. Let's start with Missouri. The Tigers are minus 18 and a half. Six o'clock kick, kickoff in Columbia. Keeping an eye on the weather this week on many games in the Midwest and the upper Midwest, and then a little bit uh, in the in the Rust Belt with uh, Hurricane Gordon's precipitation making its way up from the Gulf, and that could impact Columbia on Saturday night. Producer Joe, Missouri minus 18.5 against Wyoming. Make your play. Uh, I will be honest. I did not see one second of the Missouri game last week because I was traveling, and uh, Southwest does not offer uh, – any form of watching Missouri play uh, uh, Tennessee Martin on a third or fourth tier network. Mm. But here's what I do know. Wyoming was close last week with Washington State heading into the fourth quarter. It was a one-point difference at that point. Then Washington State opened up and just started throwing the hell out of the ball even more, and they give up 21 points in the fourth quarter, which says to me this is a team that cannot close. Missouri is going to be able to throw at will against Wyoming, and I will lay that 18-and-a-half. Joe is going with the Fighting Tigers. Uh, G-Unit. I am going to take Wyoming. He's uh, always anti-Tiger. Plus 18 and a half. Well, I think uh, I think Tim's probably going to go Mizzou if I had to bet. So I'm, I'm so I'm in such a coin flip mode. Are you already in strategy now? Are you already in strategy? This is the stuff Joe and I'll do like in January. I'm so many You're games back. You're already there in week two. Right, right. Well, I I mean I, I that's partially the reason why I want to pick, and I think that they're gonna they're gonna cover. I, I see this as kind of a 34 to 24 game. I really like the over before this weather scare, but with when the weather is bad, I generally think. Uh, underdog and away team. You get less people in in, in the, the home end zone there, and people are just kind of want to get out of the stadium, especially a big line there. You're probably not going to have many fans left uh, at Mizzou if the weather's bad. Uh, slow pace because of the, the rain, 18-and-a-half is a lot of points. So I'm, well, thinking, pre- I'm thinking 34-24. You're presenting a compelling case. My honest, it's ace-king, pocket-queens, the math on this thing, because of the weather. I hate this because it's so difficult to handicap, and the games will count just as much as games where we are confident in the weather or we know it's being played indoors. Um, I'm so back and forth on this thing. I really am. Uh, I got to go with my instinct, and my instinct is Wyoming, and I hate that. But that's that's where I am, not because I think they're going to win, but just for the reasons you cited, G Unit. I think you make a compelling case, and I will go with Wyoming. I'm not really excited about the play. I wish we weren't playing the game, but that is uh, what we have agreed to do. And this time, we're going to be dealing with weather circumstances. So, G Unit and I both on Wyoming. Producer Joe is on Missouri. Eighteen and a half is the number. Producer Joe five and one last week. So, before we go to you with your four picks, let me thank our sponsor, Producer Joe on the phone lines, and that sponsor is Mark Hanna of Evergreen Wealth Strategies. He has gotten on board here with the Tim McKernan Show, and we were very grateful for his support. And I've, I've been talking here on the last uh, couple of months about how I just completely botched managing my money in my 20s and my 30s. And so that's why Mark Hanna is such a perfect sponsor for this program, because I know there are a number of people who didn't know any better when they were in their 20s and 30s. 
And then they look back when they get to their 40s and 50s and go, oh, my God, I could have been doing this. Why wasn't I doing this? Well, you can with Mark Hanna of Evergreen Wealth Strategies. Give him a call at 314-889-0503 or check him out online at evergreenstl.com. His name is Mark Hanna. And the thing that I like about him so much outside of the fact that you are going to get on the right track and you aren't going to like have to like give up 75% of your income in order to do so it's that the, the the plan includes organizing for you. And I think what that does is not only it puts you on the right path, but I think it reduces some anxiety people understandably have about not knowing any better of what to do with their money. They do it for you. And it's not like you're filling out stacks and stacks of paperwork or having meeting after meeting after meeting. Mark gets it done, and he gets it done quickly. His name is Mark Hanna. The company is Evergreen Wealth Strategies. They're online at evergreenstl.com. Uh, give him a call at 314-889-0503. That's 314-889-0503. is our sponsor of Producer Joe on the phone line here during Pick 6 on the Tim McKernan Show uh, on the Inside STL Podcast Network. So, Producer Joe, you went undefeated on everything last week but your lock. So, uh, you're carrying a four-game winning streak in for these four picks of the Pick 6. The floor is yours, sir. Uh, I will start with uh, a game that no one will probably watch. It is Memphis and Navy. I am going over the 69 there. Last week, Navy gave up 59 points to Hawaii while still scoring 41 on their own. And Memphis hung 66 on Mercer while still still giving up two touchdowns. Two teams that are going to score plenty of points. I feel fairly confident in this one. It's just kind of a trademark there uh, at Memphis. And Navy's defense not looking good whatsoever against teams that can throw the ball like Hawaii. So I see lots of points there. Next, and what's the uh, number? Memphis Alabama. over 69 and a half? Is that what you said? No, nah, 69 is what I have, yes. Uh, G-Unit, um, does that match up with your numbers? Because G-Unit was calling into question <laughs> some of Producer Joe's lines, and it's unfortunate that that has already started up, too, in week two. I got 69. Yeah, you got sh- 69. Gangster Pete is confirming it. Joe, Thank I should have said that uh, on the air in front in front of your face. I feel bad talking behind your back, but yeah, I was uh, suspicious right. of a few of your lines last week. <laughs> this is starting to be a I, uh, real problem here. <laughs> we're, all, we're, we're all using the same site. I may have looked at it half an hour before you, uh, uh-huh. just so I could write all. Of well, down, you, you've been put on notice. I mean, that's that's the bottom line. <laughs> what else do you have, producer Joe? Uh, next up, Alabama, Arkansas State. Now, last week I rattled off Alabama's first week numbers since 2012 when they've been playing against really good opponents or at least scheduling in advance, hoping that the opponent is still good at that point. Um, Louisville, I don't think, is going to be very good this year. But another trend uh, since 2012 is Alabama tends to play a cupcake the following week. In that time against the spread, they are 1-5 in five against the number in week two, and the under has covered in five of six weeks there also. That number is 66 against Arkansas State. I see this being a game where Alabama kind of takes their foot off of the pedal, so I'm going to go under 66 of Alabama and Arkansas State. You, you, get, would, you, would you at least give me a, a slight bit of credit for this pick because this is something that I've been doing every year for the last few years is the Alabama underdog. I feel like Nick Saban has an unspoken agreement with the alumni and the boosters that they'll beat the hell out of the team that they play in Week 2, but... They won't cover, and they'll barely. Like, I think it was like Kent State was one of the teams here recently. They'll win, and the number's thirty-six, but they barely won't cover. So, will you, would you would you attribute this pick to my knowledge over the past few years? Admit that that's going on. Yeah. Admit it. Admit it. I say absolutely. God bless absolutely. you. That's, you're a gentleman. That in this 
in this string since 2012, the only team that they have played where the spread was less than double digits, and by double digits, I mean all the other ones were 42 and a half, 27, 34 and a half, 42 and 38, was week two of 2013. That was uh, Johnny Manziel. I was about to say, I think that was A&M. Yep, that was A&M in week two. They won that game, but they did not cover the eight. Um, the only time they've ever covered against the spread in week two in this string was 2016. That was a 27-point number that they covered. But I'm going under um, under the 66 on that. Right, fair Next enough. up. Guess where, the, up. Uh, guess where the most public money is in college football this week? Alabama. My Alabama. Yeah, because people don't know this stuff. Is I'm it? telling you, yeah. I'm, 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 it is on my list of games is, is Alabama, Arkansas State, and I would be taking Arkansas State if I if I decide to go that direction. Uh, Producer Joe, your third game of your four. Third game up is a week two tradition, and that is Georgia and South Carolina. I uh, I am not taking either side. I think it's a two, ten and a half point number. I do think Georgia wins, and I can see them covering. But two defensive head coaches with these two programs, uh, early season. Uh, Georgia obviously not t- tested last week against Austin P. I'm going to go under the 56 and a half. I don't think weather is going to come into play in any way, shape, or form in this game. I just see it kind of being a defensive slugfest, and they do tend to play relatively close games, these two schools. And then my third or fourth and final game is, uh, is a, a throwback prior to conference realignment, and that is Nebraska and Colorado. Mm. Uh, this is on my list. This three. is on my list. What are you yeah. doing? I am laying the three and a half with Nebraska. Not so fast. <laughs> gangster, gangster not, Pete not so has, fast. has come in, and it looks like G-Unit <laughs> and Gangster Pete are ganging up on Producer Joe. The number is four is what Gangster Pete's going to say, oh, is it? Nubs I'm minus fine. four. Well, I mean, I, I pulled it at three and a half this morning. You can put it at five. I don't care. Wow. Like All right. Well, can we put it at five? <laughs> hey. We're just putting 500 bucks into this thing. I'll take I'll, If you want to put it at five, I'll take it. The number is four, so we're going to give you four. That's fine. Yeah, I had it at three and a half, but that's fine. All right. So, I, Producer uh, Joe is on I'll Memphis Navy it. over of 69, Alabama, Arkansas State under of 66, Georgia, South Carolina under 56 and a half, and Nebraska minus four at home against Colorado. So producer Joe is in. He will try and continue to uh, this incredible streak. I mean, five and one is pretty sick. I don't think we're going to see too many five and ones. Maybe we'll see one or two six and O's and a few more five and ones, but five and one is outstanding. I also don't think we'll see many one and fives though, G unit. So you also made some form of history. At least I, I think <laughs> Ryan Kelly is the sponsor of the studios in which G unit and I uh, broadcast producer Joe, as we mentioned on the phone lines presented by Mark Hanna of evergreen wealth strategies, Ryan Kelly, the title sponsor of our studios here on the Tim McKernan show. He is online at the home loan expert. Expert.com. We are very thankful to Ryan for getting on board with the show and for supporting it. He was a great guest uh, telling his entrepreneurial success story about a month and a half ago, and we recommend you listen to that and all of our interviews. Frank Opinion this week, John Kelly, Blues Broadcaster, next week, Ozzie Smith the week before. And you can listen anytime, and it all takes place in the HomeLoanExpert.com studios, whether you're buying a home or you're refinancing the name you know. The only name you need to know is Ryan Kelly online at thehomeloanexpert.com. Purchasing or cash out refi, Ryan Kelly, thehomeloanexpert.com. A first-class guy running a first-class business that continues to grow. Ryan Kelly online at thehomeloanexpert.com. Our studio sponsors here on the Tim McKernan Show. All right, because I finished in second last week going 4-1, and one, I am up next. 
And, I, you know, I was telling uh, G-Unit and Gangster Pete here, Producer Joe, that unlike last week where I really was high on a number of games and I was I had the wrong thought process on two because I had them in the wrong locations, my honest thing is this week I am really, really not high on any of the games, and I'm super concerned by that. But I want to be transparent with the audience because if people are going to start betting with us if we do get on a roll... Uh, I want to give some indication of a level of confidence. As I said with Missouri-Wyoming, an absolute coin flip. I hate that it's it's going to count in our record because I certainly wouldn't pick it one way or the other. Uh, but we're all exposed to it. We're all dealing with the weather and the uncertainty there. Um, so I, 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 I'll, go with, I'll go with, again, a few underdogs, but it's not like I'm jumping up and down excited about them, uh, one of which is going to be Ball State. You know, as a, as a child of the, uh, the Fighting Irish, uh, it's difficult for me to do that, but I, I feel obligated to do it. I think, I, I'm not, listen, I'm not saying Ball State's going to be in the college football playoff discussion, but I don't think they're a horrible team like some of these teams that pop up and play in these games. I think I'm trying to put some psychoanalysis on Notre Dame. I think there was so much focus on that game, that rivalry, that showdown in week one that I expect Notre Dame to win, of course. But the number is 34-and-a-half. I really wish that number were 35. If I were betting this game, I would buy that additional half point. Uh, but I can't do that, so I have to take Ball State. And 34-and-a-half, that game is in South Bend at 230. So Ball State is one of my plays, plus 34-and-a-half. Uh, also, very random on this one, but the, the same thought process applying is Bowling Green, plus 15-and-a-half. Uh, they are playing uh, G-Units one win last week, and that is Maryland. This one is in Bowling Green. I'm going to get 15.5 points there. Thought process that Maryland, uh, a very emotional situation there as it is, uh, did get that win against Texas. I don't think Bowling Green is as bad as some of these butt-ass teams. So I'm on Bowling Green plus 15.5. And, and then I just get into a spot where I'm just kind of, I, I like Nebraska minus four as well. That was on my list. I'm not just saying that. I'm going to try to avoid duplicating picks, but if I like it and we both happen to pick it, or all three of us pick it, we do. Um, I like Kansas State plus nine against Mississippi State, but I'm a little concerned that Kansas State nearly lost to South Dakota State last week. <laughs> but part of me likes that in that I feel like that makes them keep their eye on the ball. Same kind of theory would apply to Penn State and Pitt this week with Penn State dodging a bullet. It's just Penn State and Pitt have some history with James Franklin's comments last year, so I don't know how much Pitt's going to be up, so I'm going to avoid that. But, that's the, again, you're trying to psychoanalyze 18 and 19 and 20 and 21-year-olds. Uh, I will go with Kansas State plus 9 at home. They are taking on Mississippi State. Uh, and I will go with Nebraska minus 4 as well. I really do like that game. I'm buying into Scott Frost. I think he is going to do great things at Nebraska. The thing is, Colorado might be a pretty good team, and so it's not as easy as I was feeling last week with uh, Akron. I think Colorado might be pretty good, and that's why that one is uh, is a little difficult to go with, but I am going to go with Nebraska minus four. So my plays are Ball State plus 34.5, Bowling Green plus 15.5, Kansas State plus 9, and Nebraska minus four for my picks. G-Unit, a very important week for you. I mean, there's no way that when you got two guys with only one losses and you're sitting there with only one win, this is a defining moment for you and, and whether or not you'll even show up for week three. Yeah, this was, this was definitely a tough uh, 
tough week to deal with after after last weekend. But I expect everything to kind of regress to the mean here. Oh, that's a that's another little passive aggressive shot. <laughs> so, my number one pick's going to be Duke plus three at Northwestern. Now, you may recall that I kind of freaked out on taking that Duke over last week against Army, and I shouldn't have freaked out. They covered the over. I regret not taking it. Should have switched it out with Troy. But I, I, I like the over this week, too, but I like Duke uh, to win this game outright. So I'm going to take that plus three. Kind of an odd thing going on here. I think that it, the line may be moving to two and a half at some books, which is unusual because Duke, uh, Northwestern has a very large percentage of the public money. Um, and usually when that happens, it's a trick uh, to get the amateur bettors uh, like ourselves to take uh, Northwestern when the line's moving in the opposite direction that it should be. Ooh. So there's 76% of the public money is on uh, Northwestern, but yet uh, Duke is, is um, the line's moving towards them. So I think you may remember that happened with Mizzou at home against Oklahoma a few years ago when they had a big upset. Um, the line was moving the other way, and Mizzou came through. Uh, last four games, Duke just puts up points, 34, 36, 31, 43. Wake Forest, Georgia Tech in those games. Uh, Northwestern edge Purdue last week on the road. I think that says more about Purdue than it does Northwestern. Uh, I'm looking at a game here, maybe 28-27, Duke. All right, fair enough. So you're covering there with your, your two and a half or three points, but you're getting three on this one. What else do you have, G-Unit, in your bounce back week? We'll go to the NFL. I'm going to take our first NFL play. And I'm going to have a few NFL plays just to try and shake this off because um, otherwise I'd probably just pick the opposite of what I actually think in college just because it was one of those weeks last week. So we'll, we'll continue to pick what I actually think in the NFL. But I'm going to say the over at 43 in the Seattle-Denver game. And that game is in Denver, and this uh, two quarterbacks that I love. We got a line change. Uh-oh, gangster Pete alert. This is a line change in your favor. It is 42 and a half. Producer Ooh. Joe, I think you got to watch these two working together now. Now that's what I think. <laughs> I'm just here All to right. protect the integrity okay. of the show. <laughs> gangster Pete. All right. And that could be a big half point there, the difference between a push and a win, I think, maybe a 23 to 20 game. Thank you, gangster. That, that's a, that's a big move. These two guys have known each other for a long time, and I'm keeping an eye on it now. So we're saying uh, Russell Wilson, uh, Case Keenum, I love this quarterback matchup. A lot more offense than uh, maybe in years past with both teams and a lot less defense. I think that everyone thinks of Seattle and Denver as these great defensive teams. I mean, to be frank, they neither of them were very good last year, uh, especially at the end of the season. And I think the, the one thing that scares me about this is Pete Carroll historically not very good uh, out the gates. Um, but I'm, I'm hoping that just these bad defenses coupled with uh, new weapons that Case Keenum has. Um, and apparently he's, he's had a pretty good rapport with, um, with, the, with the wide receivers there, especially Sanders. So, so I, I'm, I'm thinking this is definitely going over at 43. All right. No, 42 two, and a half. I'm sorry. Don't, half, give me yeah. the 42 and a half. Right. Uh, what else do you have, G-Unit? Two more picks for you before we go to our locks. Uh, NFL again, Carolina minus two and a half. Uh, against Dallas. That's at home for Carolina. Uh, don't really understand this line, and that's what kind of scares me. I think it, it, it should be four and a half or five. Uh, Dallas is very, very young, and they went 0-4 and in the preseason. Not that that matters, because sometimes uh, teams don't really show anything 
and it, it, they don't play their players. But in this case, they're so young. I think a lot of them played, and they're 0 and 4. Carolina is a tough place to play. I also think that Cam Newton is going to have a great season this year. MVP worthy if the offensive line can can hold up. So if that's my my prediction, then he's going to have to win this first game at home. And so Carolina, two and a half. I'll take that all day. That was close to my lock of the week, but it's not. Carolina is minus two and a half. Half lock. Yeah, <laughs> we'll give it a half lock. All right. And one more. Now this one, I... I really don't like anymore, but I'm going to say it just because I, I hadn't done research on anything else, so it's got to be a pick. Uh, the Bengals, plus two and a half. Unless Gangster tells me it moved to three. It is still two and a half. And I and that is a big half point. I, that, and that's kind of why I do not like this pick, but I'm going to take it. In, in, Indy is just bad. So this is the Bengals at Indianapolis, plus two and a half. Luck is back, but he didn't really show anything in the preseason that makes you think he's going to be throwing it downfield like he used to. And they just don't have any other talent around. So I think this is just going to be a close game. I I, I had said before that I think that uh, the Bengals are a good playoff caliber team. Uh, they were not good last year, but they lost a lot of close ones. And again, if they're going to be in the playoffs, they need to win a game like this, coupled with Indiana not being Indianapolis not being any good. You got to take the points. Bengals plus two and a half. All right, there it is. So uh, Duke plus three, Denver, Seattle over 42 and a half, Panthers minus two and a half, and Bengals two and a half. Producer Joe, before you go and before we give our locks of the week, I want to make sure our audience is aware of James Carlton and the James Carlton State Farm Insurance Agency online at carltoninsurance.net, 314 961 4800. 314 961 4800. I've gotten to know James Carlton here over the last year since he started sponsoring the podcast, and that is who I will be doing business with going forward, James Carlton and the Carlton State Farm Insurance Agency. They're located in Webster Groves. He has a huge staff to make sure that you're going to get a call answered when you call, and that's so huge these days. It's old school, but people really appreciate it. Plus, in addition to that, uh, I know that I, I, you can email them and you're going to get an answer really quickly. And when you're operating a business or you just have a household and you have a home and you have ours and you have life insurance, James Carlton's the person you want to be dealing business with. You can see the Facebook reviews and the Google reviews absolutely enthralled with their experiences with James Carlton and the Carlton State Farm Insurance Agency. They make the switch for you. So don't think you have to do a bunch of work in order to do it. 314-961-4800 or go online at carltoninsurance.net. James Carlton and the Carlton State Farm Insurance Agency. Agency. All right, time for the locks of the week, boys. Producer Joe, what do you got? Take me on the road. Give me a team that's going to run the in four points. I'm going to take the Ramblin' Wreck on the road in Tampa against University of South Florida, laying the three and a half. Georgia Tech minus three and a half is Producer Joe's lock of the week. I'm going back and forth between two games. And then you go, well, then how come you didn't make sure you included one of them in the other ones? And that's because I'm so unsure this week. One of them is one we've already discussed, and that's Arkansas State in the 36. I mean, the logic of it, if you didn't know anything about the history of, of what Alabama does in the second week against bad teams, uh, you would you would think Alabama's going to win this thing by 70. Um, but I just feel like there's something there. I just, I, I don't know, maybe I'm wrong on it, it's a coincidence. Like, for real, like, this th- this thing screams 45 to 10 or 52 to whatever the number is that would get them to cover uh what 52 17 or something like that 
So I know that track record. And then I'm also intrigued by the Rice Hawaii over of 70 and a half. Um, but I'm going to go with Arkansas State in the 36. I'm not jumping up and down about this one as well. This is based on history. This is based on my theory that uh, Alabama is going to win it by 35 or 30 or something like that. They will be up 28 to nothing within the first 10 minutes, most likely. And it's going to be an awkward sweat. But I will go with Arkansas State and the 36. And if you want a Saturday night taste because you lost a bunch of money during the day, you got a 10 o'clock game with Rice in Hawaii, and I would imagine that thing's going to be high scoring. But it is 70 and a, 70 and a half points is <laughs> a hell of a lot of points. So I will go with Bama, uh, excuse me, Arkansas State plus 36. Uh, and G-Unit, you wrap things up. Well, Tim, I was going to take out an MMA bet as my lock of the week um, based on some very good advice that I got from a buddy of mine who follows this uh, very much. And that's not my pick. It would be Tyrone Woodley, a Missouri true son. I'm, I'm not going to make the pick just, just because I think it'd be disingenuous because I really don't know anything about MMA. But this guy that I was uh, talking to about this, very convincing pick, uh, but the problem also is that they moved from uh, Woodley moved from minus 150 to plus 120. I don't want to waste my lock of the week on on an underdog. Uh, but I would suggest that's a good pick if uh, people people watch that stuff. My lock of the week is the Oakland Raiders mm. Monday night dog against our Los Angeles Rams. Mm. Oakland plus four, and I love this game for one. Uh, the public, 75% on the Rams, the number one public betting game this week. Oh, I like fading the public. You know, I like that. And, oh, it, it, and, and that's just adding to already what I love to do is bet on Monday night home dogs. Now, granted, Oakland, not a very big uh, home field advantage. Uh, playing in Oakland Coliseum is on their way out. Uh, but in this case, it's Monday night football. Fans get up for Monday night football wherever they are. And it's John Gruden's. First game yeah. on Monday Night Football uh, in the show that he used to do. So I think this is going to be a Raiders win outright. You may take the money line on that, uh, but I certainly like him to cover. The Rams have a lot of new fun uh, toys to play with, but it takes time for these teams to gel, and it's just not going to be their night. Uh, let's see. Uh, Oakland plus four is G unit. I'm on Arkansas State plus 36. Producer Joe. Georgia Tech minus three and a half. The picks are in. What will the records be? Pick six on the Inside STL Podcast Network. Thank you to Ryan Kelly for his sponsorship of the studios, thehomeloanexpert.com. Mark Hanna for the phone lines on which producer Joe spits his knowledge. Mark Hanna of Evergreen Wealth Strategies. James Carlton of the Carlton State Farm Insurance Agency. And Johnny Landoff Chevrolet at 270 and the Washington Elizabeth Exit and 24-7 at Landoff.com. They make the Tim McKernan Show possible. Subscribe, follow the action fade g unit get on board with producer joe not sure where i am this year we appreciate it as always thank you guys thanks for listening it's another edition of pick six on the inside stl podcast network from home loan expert.com studios